Who wants to be a superhero? Jefferson Stewart did not. What he wanted above all things was his place in the spotlight on the stage as a Shakespearean actor. For a time, he earned a modicum of success, but a moment of spite and an ill-fated emergence of his mysterious storm powers ripped this dream from his new elemental grasp. Resigned to a dark fate, Jefferson awaited the fallout of his actions. Instead, he received a second chance from a mysterious organization known only as the Board. That was when Jefferson learned that every superhero and villain, or heel as they're known, all secretly work for the Board. Under the Board's control, superheroes are pitted against heels in public bouts known as capers, in which spectacle and popularity rule the day. Jefferson, as the heel known as Weatherman, participated in his fair share of capers, but he never achieved the fame and admiration he so craved. That was until a naive young girl named Erica Belfry entered his life. Realizing the danger she inadvertently stumbled into, Jefferson helped Erica in her hour of need. Now Erica is his partner, the irrepressible Princess Crash, and the pair have delved headfirst into a world of adventure. However, recently, they discovered the harsh truth. Although their escapades were planned, the consequences of a heel losing a caper and being caught meant going to prison for life. Now trapped as pawns in the schemes of the true enemies who control the battleground, Jefferson and Erica recognize the dangers they face. For there is little mercy for those who do not play their parts in this theater of heels. Support me on Patreon! Previously on Theater of Heels, after their narrow escape from imprisonment, Erica and Jefferson are tossed back into the mix as the board sets them up for a brand new caper. Unfortunately, their new opponent is a super-fast sprinter. Although the chemistry between Erica and Sprinter is undeniable, the heels cannot underestimate the super speeder as an opponent. For Sprinter, like the rest of the heroes, is unaware of the dark fate that faces every heel that loses their caper. And now, I present you with our current episode. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels. Part 6, Rapid Heartbeat. Chapter 26, Waiting in Line. Sky Command to Ground Control. Come in, Ground Control. How's the scenery, Earthside? Jefferson sighed and adjusted the communications earpiece. He asked in a low voice, We already have code names. Do we have to use new ones, too? Erica's voice hopped in his ear. Oh, come on, Weatherman. I mean, Ground Control? What if someone is listening to our frequency? You mean the same frequency you insisted that was secure when you made me wear this damn contraption in my ear? I... Uh, fine. Whatever. How things look down there? Jefferson glanced around as he answered. I imagine a fair deal more crowded than it is from your vantage point. The downtown intersection was bustling with noontime traffic. Crowds of people walked up and down the sidewalks as vehicles arduously made their way through jammed up streets. Their target, the Prime Investment Bank, also had a sizable crowd milling inside their immense lobby. The artists in Jefferson couldn't help but admire the floor plan of their target. Its main floor was set with a three-story floor-to-ceiling windows. It would be perfect for his partner to make her usual entrance via her flying vehicle Penelope 3, 
He privately did hope that Erico took care to miss the immense, intricately designed chandelier set into the center of the ceiling. Crowded, huh? Crowded is good. Jefferson frowned. Why is that? Crowded means more cell phones on the scene, which should increase our social media coverage and our overall fame points. If we're careful. Ah, uh, yes. If we're careful. Jefferson nodded as he made his way across the street with the other pedestrians. In a low voice, he said, What is the timeline? We're good to go in less than 10 minutes. Jefferson paused in the corner to look up at his mark. Next to him, a windowless van pulled into a parking spot that just opened up. He made eye contact with the driver, who stared at him suspiciously. He inwardly sighed and walked up the three short steps to the glass doors. I'm going to go ahead and get into position. The stage is set, Shakespeare. Erica quipped in his ear. I will see you when the curtains go up. He smiled to himself as he got into the back of the line. His partner sounded remarkably well despite the drama on the home front. After her parents stormed out of his home, neither Erica nor Cedric heard from either for the rest of the day. That morning, Mary Belfry grimly returned to his home alone. Harold had to work at his garage. Jefferson, who was up far earlier than his partner, let her in without question. He greeted her at the door by saying, You have returned. She glared at him as she answered, I might not be able to stop my daughter from making these horrible mistakes, but I will be there for her regardless of how they work out. He ushered her inside. For that, you have my admiration, dear lady. I don't want your admiration, Mary said coldly. You have it regardless. After that, Mary renewed her routine in her home as if nothing happened. Other than being a little standoffish with her daughter when Erica awoke, the only major change was that Mary neither asked nor tried to go down to the lab. Jefferson shook his head. Families were a funny thing. They were simultaneously fragile and resilient as a cracked stone. Under most circumstances, they could weather the pressures and woes of the ages. However, if you struck them in just the right spot, they would shatter like so much glass. Jefferson sighed as he pushed away his inner musings as he followed the progress of the slowly moving line. Focusing on Erica and her family's woes would do little to help them surpass their upcoming trial. He considered the people around him looking for potential issues. It was mostly men and women dressed in their various business attire. Most stared at their phones as they awaited their turn. Considering how slow this line was progressing, he was glad he entered the bank when he did. At this point, he didn't know if he would ever get to the front of the line. This annoyed him. It was hard to make an impressive entrance when you had to jostle past other customers to do so. Jefferson was far from the only one in the crowded bank to get frustrated with how long it took the swamp bank tellers to get through his line. Several people started to grumble, tap their feet impatiently or sigh heavily as he glanced at their watches and the clocks on their phones. Jefferson inwardly rolled his eyes, but kept his outward composure calm. He didn't want to call attention to himself yet. Plus, as a former actor, he well remembered his days of working jobs and customer service before his career took off. He would not treat anyone in the service industry with open disrespect without provocation. Also, he was about to rob them, so... Why be rude? Noticing the mood in the lobby, 
Some of the management exited their offices and started to help their clients in the lines. With their help, particularly from a young blonde woman, the line speed increased. Jefferson glanced at his watch. It was five minutes until he had to initiate the robbery. He exhaled nervously. In less than five minutes, he and his partner would be in the fight of their lives. Sprinter had nothing in his arsenal that could effectively hurt him, per se, but the wind wash would play havoc with Jefferson's ability to fight the speedster. If Sprinter did use his speed to create a vortex, he could force Jefferson into a place where he could not get out. That would be problematic. Luckily, they devised a plan to take the super speeder down a peg. A strategy that would likely use the hero's speed against him. All they had to do was get a little time to set things up right off the bat. Their timing had to be perfect. As Jefferson considered their upcoming battle, the line progressed quickly with the management's help. The person just before him was called up to an open bank teller. Jefferson glanced at his watch again. He reached the front of the line with a few minutes to spare. Jefferson smiled to himself. He would be at the front of the line or at a teller's counter when it would be time for him to make his grand entrance. He thought wryly, maybe today will work itself out. The blonde manager exited her office with a smiling, frail older man. She paused to hold the door open for him as he exited down the stairs by the van with the glowering driver, who was still there. For a moment, Jefferson focused on the driver and wondered, what is he? Excuse me, the blonde bank manager had approached him smiling. I'm Julia, the Prime Investment Bank's resident loan officer. I know things are a bit busy here. She smiled sheepishly. But I was wondering if I could help. Her eyes widened as she stared at Jefferson with sudden horror. In that moment, Jefferson realized that the young woman recognized him. Oh no, he thought wildly. I need to call Erica in now. He reached up to touch his earpiece to call his partner down from on high. But then Julia, the resident loan investment officer of the Prime Investment Bank, said something that froze him to his core. Dad? Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater Heals after these messages. On the next episode of Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Titan, Heels, Jefferson's worlds clash as he comes face-to-face with his estranged daughter, Julia, minutes before his caper with the super-fast sprinter. However, Jefferson and Julia's unexpected encounter faces even more strife as an outside party crashes their strained reunion. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 27, Family Banking. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel, Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. 
There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.